0: morning. All I have to do is be obedient. That's all I have to do. And when I spoke it to Dan, that the word, the Lord had a word. So it became life. The enemy had no hold on me. When I kept it to myself, I knew that the Lord had a word, but I'd hid it. And um, so I spoke it to Dan, not that my flesh wanted to, but I spoke it to Dan and then it became life. And then I had a choice. I could run or I could hide. I could be sick this morning. I could move away or lots of choices I could do. But that wouldn't be obedience of the Lord. That would be obedience of Satan. So sometimes we've got to realize who our obedience is with. And uh, so let's pray. Let's start with the best thing. Father God, we praise you and we thank you for who you are. You are amazing. You are life. You're holy. You're righteous. You are everything. And as we submit to you, you use us, Lord. Make us a vessel, Lord. Anoint my lips that they only speak your truth. May they have ears to hear what the Lord has to say this morning. May they have the ability to receive in their heart. May it change them and transport them. May it give them life today. Breathe life upon this place, Lord. Change them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So um, the Lord said, put on your comfy shoes. Now, women may get this. Men, they may not. Because Dan will put on whatever shoes I tell him, and he only puts on pretty shoes when we need to take a picture. The rest of the time, he's probably got on comfy shoes. So I put on my comfy shoes and I said, Lord, I don't know what that means other than, you know, and he said, when you got on comfy shoes and somebody comments your shoes and says, Sarah, those are nice shoes. I'll say, yeah, they're comfortable. I can wear them anything where I can do anything. I like them. If you have on my pretty shoes, I can't walk very far and I'll be like, well, they're nice, but they hurt my feet and I only wear them when I need to wear this pretty dress and blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of like Jesus. If you're comfortable in Jesus, when you ask me about my shoes or you ask me about my Jesus, I'll share him with you. I'll tell him about you. I'll tell him how good he is, how holy he is, how righteous he is. He can deliver you. He can save you. He can redeem you. He loves you. If you ask me about my pretty shoes, I'll be like, eh, I go to church. It's not Jesus, right? Go to church is great, but it's not Jesus. So we got to be comfortable in Jesus in ourselves and who he is. So he says, um, ask Him what their sign is. Now don't get scared. It's not like your horoscope or your Zodiac. I don't know. I used to read those, read those things, but it is witchcraft. It is not of my God. He is the only God who can tell me by the Holy Spirit who he is and who he is and what will happen. Amen. So let's get that straight. So he told me to ask you guys, Are you vac- is there a vacancy or is there no vacancy? So think about this. We've drive by and we'll see a hotel, and if we're needing a hotel and it says no vacancy, we're like, oh, I got to keep going. But if there's no vacancy... Because you're so full of the Lord what can get in you're full if you're vacant what can get in so first Corinthians 619 and 20 do you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you have from God and you are not your own for you were bought at a price therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God body and spirit if you're a child of God, He owns the temple. So who's in the house of Jesus? Who's in your house other than Jesus? Do you have a vacancy? Do you have a crack? Do you have a window open? Is there lust? Is there hate? Is there porn? Is there anger? Is there guilt? Is there shame? Is there fear? Is there disgust? In 2 Timothy, it says, For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. So it's kind of like this. I own some rentals and I manage some property. So I own these properties. I own them, but I'll rent them to you and we'll make an agreement. We'll have a lease, but you can let stuff into my house that I wouldn't let in. You can let in pets. You can have a meth house. You can have a pet house. You can have dogs pee in my carpet But you allow all those things. So I own the house, right? And we had an agreement. You broke the covenant. You broke the lease. So as the owner, of this house, which we are, as a temple of God, we own the house. Jesus owns my house. He is the temple. I am the house. We are the body, right? So if we own it by the power of Jesus Christ, because he gives us authority, then evict it. So when hate, lust, pride, all these things come in, you have the power to evict them. So the Lord had told me that this message was about the body. And first I went to the body, which we are a body. I'm a body. This is a body. The church is a body. And so I asked Stacy for the Mr. Potato Head because I thought I'm going to show him the body when the body's not working right, how funny it looks. But I could never get the rest of it. And Dan knew I had a message, but I could never put it together. And he said the problem is this body's not working properly. So this body that is in the body of the gathering, which is in the body of Christ, if this one's not working properly, how can the rest work together? So he said, we got to work on this body, which is your body too. So in 2 Corinthians 10:5, this is good. He said, cast down every argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring everything into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So this picture here, look at that, look at their minds. Everything that's in them. We've got Lust, we've got a baby crying, we've got a happy dude, we got rain, we got gloom, we've got all these things that are up here in this mind that we've agreed with. Because if it goes against the knowledge of God, it's a lie. It's a stronghold. It's a thought. It's something that is not lining up with his word. And who is Satan? Oh, in John 8, it tells me he's a liar. Yeah. So everything that doesn't line up with the knowledge of God is a lie. When I got revelation of what that is, you can almost laugh. He's a liar. If he says you're going to be poor, if he says you're going to die, he's told me For Dan's going to go to Africa and die. And I thought, oh. And then my spirit started to laugh because then therefore I knew we are blessed. My husband is safe because the Bible tells me Satan is a liar. And if I take it to the knowledge of God and I bring it captive to the obedience of Christ, it is defeated. It is under my feet because he is the head, I am the body. It is under my feet. It is under your feet. Are you walking in the power and authority that he gave you or are you just submitting to the lies and agreeing with that? Who's in the house? Who's running your house? What's you agreeing with? Fear, anger, lust, hate, doubt, shame. It's not my God. It's not what he came for. It's not what he, it is. He defeated it all. But if you're agreeing with it, you're going to need to know who's in your house. So in the, this is good. So he said, "Down, um, casting down." So that's action. So we're required to do some action. Me, Elisa, and, and walk, and Dan, walk. Everyone, I want to walk, but I need some action. We got to put action to the body. The body's got to move. You've got to have action. I can want to walk all I want or run, and if I stand here and don't move, it ain't gonna happen, right? Woo! We gotta move. We gotta move because he's a moving God. He's action. And then, then I got this: cast down the arguments. Of every high thing. And my mind went, Ephesians 6, 12. Not my mind. The Holy Spirit's mind. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, which is now, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Everything high. That's a spirit. We're supposed to cast down everything high. Do you realize it's the spirits? He didn't give it... A spirit of fear, he gave us a spirit of power. So we know spirit is the spirit of fear. It's a spirit. Do you get that? Do you guys get this? These things work against you, our spirits. He's telling us right here that we we wrestle against all these places, but it's in heavenly places. So it's up here in the spirit and what you're wrestling against. It's not flesh and blood. It's these evil things. And he just said, cast down every argument and every high thing. You have power. In the name of Jesus, if you know how to use it. If you got a vacancy, who's in the house? You wonder, I wonder why things don't happen. Who's in the house? In Matthew 4.10, it says, Jesus being tempted by Satan. Jesus was tempted by t- Satan. Jesus says to him, away Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and in him you shall serve. And the devil left. You ever thought about this? I didn't think about this till this morning. Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God. Satan, God, is above him. Yes. What a, a Lord has the power to make you worship, to make you do what he says. So when he says, for it is written, Satan went away, Jesus had the power. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in you if you are a born-again believer and a child of God. Do you believe this? If you don't, who's in the house? We must own these things. We must repent of these things. So when you think about Jesus, God, was the Lord of Satan. Yes, Satan is evil, but God is above him. And by the power of God and what Jesus did on the cross, he redeemed us and gave us back that authority to walk in what Jesus Christ did. Yes, he paid the price. The price is the blood of Jesus. We're redeemed. How are you walking? Are you walking defeated? Are you walking in lies? Are you walking in disgust? Are you praying for everybody you see or are you hiding? Because either you love him and you're not ashamed or you're ashamed and you, you know, you think about this. If I'm on fire and I'm in love with Jesus, I'm sharing, I'm talking about him, and I'm glorifying God because that's what I'm supposed to do. In this body, my job is to glorify God. But if I'm not and I'm ashamed and I'm sitting over here and I'm just, you know, I'm saved and I'll have heaven, right? Because that's what a lot of people think. I get salvation. I get salvation. And I get heaven, which, yes, those go together. But what about this world here? If I do nothing, who do you think you glorify? Satan. Because you kind of look defeated. You kind of look sad. And most people that don't know the Lord think, why would I want to be that? Why would I want that? There's nothing there. It's just they actually look worse than I do, right? I was one of those people. I was a lost person that looked like a Christian. I was the best counterfeit you would have known. I would have looked like I was going to heaven. You can not be a counterfeit. You can hide. So first you've got to realize who's in your house, whether it's completely controlled by God and you're living in it, or are you not controlled by God and you're controlled by Satan? There's a difference. Who are you working for? Who lives in your house? Okay, so here we go. So if we're full up and there's no vacancy, we're clean. The pipes flow. The power of God flows out. But when you get all plugged up, we're yonky. You know, if you try to run water through that, it's not going to run fast enough to wash my hair. It might be fun to get a little drink, but it's not going to fill up my cup. So in 1 John 6, it says, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. That's not of God. And we do not practice the truth. So in the pipe that's all plugged up, who's in your house? Right. So you're walking with darkness. In John 1 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in light as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from sin. Do you believe this? How do you get rid of sin? How do you get rid of sin? Confess it to Jesus. Ask him to take it. Here I like sin. I'm walking with sin. I turn from darkness. Repentance is turning and going the other way. Laying it down and not picking it back up. Jesus defeated it. When you're carrying it, your your pipe is all plugged up. You're not receiving the full glory of God because you can't walk in it. Your house is contaminated. It has something else in it. But in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Cleanse, purify, make whole, redeem, set free. That's it. You guys are not excited enough. You are not enough excited. Come on. We ask him. We lay it down. Oh Father take this. I no longer want this. I no longer want to hate them. I want to love them. I want to love them. He says you're clean. In the name of Jesus. And it changes. We went to Benita the other night and we Dan got to preach and we got to minister. And once you've seen freedom upon somebody, when you see hate and you see something and they they come to Jesus and they want to get rid of it. And you pray and they believe and they receive the gift of God. They receive what he did on the cross. See it. His life. You can't take that from me. You can't tell me that's not what my God does. You cannot tell me that because I've seen it with my own eyes. I've read the same error that they've received and it's called freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We were pray- I was praying for a lady up there and her hands, her hands, they went like this. I mean, they, they, she couldn't, and they didn't come like that. They were normal. But when she got in the presence of the Lord, he started to expose the darkness And she no longer was. And she could not remove her hands. She could not. But she knew that what was in her was not of her God. Because I asked her first, "Who is Jesus to you?" And she said, "He's Lord." So I take that upon what she said. But she could not release her hands for anything. But when she started asking, and the Lord gave us words of knowledge, which He does to redeem His His family. And she said, they're not gone, they're not all gone, but I, I, I feel them, they're going, they're going. Pray again, pray again, she needed more Jesus. Said, pray again, pray again, and she needed more Jesus. And we prayed, and you watched those hands that could not release, release. And she's like, I have never, ever felt like this. I have never, that's the God I serve. And she said, they, they need to go. And I said, They are going because they're under the foot of my God. And my God is a whole God, a deliverer, a redeemer. And he does not leave you captive. He delivered, he healed all. Do we know what all is? Yes. All. Breathe in all. Because <sighs> out goes the junk. He's good, he's holy, he's righteous, he's worthy. In first, I mean, in John seven, if anybody thirsts, let him come to me. We got to come to him. Come to him. He's already done it. He's defeated absolutely everything. And he who believes in me, as yes, the Scripture has said, out of the hearts will flow rivers of life. He who believes, you have to believe it and receive it, and it flows a river, not just a trickle, <laughs> a river of life. That's what sets the captives free. I can't change you. I can't set you free. But I can love on you. And when this body is working like it's supposed to and the pipes are not plugged up, then this body will understand how to flow. And when I was walking at least they were talking about the different parts of the body. So if I'm the arm, if I'm the leg, we think each thing has a certain part. But that's not it. As this hand, you would think the hand's job is to maybe shake your hand. But it can feed you, it can love you, it can give money, it can praise the Lord of God. So whatever you think your job is in this body, it's more than one action. If you have an eye, we talked about an eye, I can see you, but you can also see the love of God in me. So as the body comes to get together, we have to be clean, ourselves set apart, being sanctified, changing from what we were to what he is. Our body is to glorify him. So get your body lined up. You're wondering if God's speaking to you? Get your body lined up. Get your body so vertically in line, so close to his face, his presence, that you you smell him, you feel him, you hear him. He becomes life. When the death is spoken upon you, you cast it down. I just, I'm not going to receive what you have to say to me. I'm not. If it's not of God, I love you, but I'm not taking it on anymore. I've taken these things on. I'm laying them at the foot of Jesus, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak over you life. If I speak over you life, it's not to condemn you. It's because it's a conviction. The Lord wants to be so close to you. When all that death is upon you, you can't grow. You can't be full. you got a vacancy. Who's in your house? So that is our job as the body is to love, but to love in a way that it doesn't condemn. It convicts. It brings you closer to the glory of God. It's freedom. I saw this the other day. I'm going to read it to you. The approval of God is not earned, but received. It doesn't come on the basis of merit, but on the basis of his mercy. A life of ministry does not flow from an attempt to win the approval of God. It flows from the joy of receiving the approval of God through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, all the captives free on the cross, his blood is enough. You are approved as a child of God. You just have to accept it. You have to receive it. Action. Action. Are you being called into action? Are you ready? Because I believe we all got some junk. We, we want to get rid of the junk because the junk separates us from God. Whether there's the simplest thing. I told a lie to my mom. I sped last night. Whatever that is, it's separating you from God. Every little sin is still sin, because little sin upon little sin upon little sin is now a huge sin, and you're a mess. You're a mess. But if we learn to repent, the goodness of God brings us to repentance, and we repent because he loves us. We repent so we can get closer. You're not going to work when you're not in the presence of the Lord. You're not going to feel. You're not going to see who you need to pray for. You're not going to go over there and give that person $20, even though he looks like somebody who doesn't deserve $20. $20. But be obedient to what the Lord says. Obedience sets you free. Obedience sets the captives free. It's not about my body, this body, everybody, the church's body. Where we went from this body and we ministered to those people in Vanita, they got to see the hand of God. Not that the hand of God's not in their church, but sometimes fresh eyes changes things. So be in season all the time. Be walking in the glory of God that wherever you are, The cares of the world are cast down. You don't hear the voices telling you, no, don't get up there and have a word. No, don't go over there and pray. They're going to tell you no. And they do. You just say, bless you in Jesus' name, and you go on. You keep loving and loving and loving. Because when he was on that cross and his arms were outstretched for each one of you and they were calling him names, they were spitting upon him, and he knew everything you would do, every lie, every feeling, every anguish, everything anybody would do to you. He said, yes, he said, yes, I love them. I will, I will. And when they receive my love, they will become my disciples and they will do the same thing. So you've not walked in any two thing that the Lord has not already walked in. And if you receive it in full, you'll know it's paid for. So this morning, this morning, I want you guys to think about this. So I'm going to have you close your eyes because apparently this is working. So everybody close your eyes for a minute. And as the Lord speaks to you, if there is something that you need to give to Him, then I just want you to raise your hand. I don't need to know what it is. He does. But are you willing to give it? Because if you're not, you're going to be plugged up and there's still somebody in your house. You're not going to flow in the glory of God. So is there anything that anybody needs to give to the Lord? Then the altar's open. You can open your eyes, but you must know this. The Lord wants from you. He just wants it because he loves you and he wants to be closer to you. And if you get anything else today, I pray you experience the love of the father, the love of the son and Holy spirit ministers that to you right now. It's freedom in the house. He's in the house because we've asked him to be in the house. He's in the house because he loves you He's in the house because he's seen you before creation. He knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly what your need is. And he says, Come to me. If you're heavy, he's ready because he makes you light. He takes every burden, every burden. There's nothing he can't handle. So as you come this morning and you lay it down to Jesus, if you need prayer, we'll be here and we'll disagree with what he did. We'll agree that he has life for you a new life today, a new creation. His mercies are true and free, and they're new every day. They're life if you want them. And you can live a no-vacancy life when we we stay repented up. Repentance is what makes us clean by the glory of what he did. Father, bless them. Bless them with every promise that you've paid for. Bless them with the entire inheritance as an adopted child of God. May they receive. May they know how much you love them. But most of all, may they know that you want it. You own it, and you've paid for it. It's time to give it back. Renew the lease. The covenant is new again, because that's who Jesus is. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. In Jesus' name.